Hello, my Deadites. It's time to get our horror on. Welcome to your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode seven of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. Together we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. Jen, Jen, how are you going? Oh, what up? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. How has your week been? Uh, my week's been pretty busy, actually. End of financial year coming up and whatnot, so preparing for that. Uh, aside from that, I've been uh, revisiting a lot of Friday the 13th movies and just hanging out out of the rain, basically. How about you? Hanging out out of the rain. Oh, did you say you're getting rid of the end of year sales? No, end of financial year? That's it, not the yeah. end. Yeah, good old end of financial year. Got to clear out some old stuff and mm. just all that general shit. We're also doing that as well at my at my work. Well, in the midst of it, I'm getting hassled yep. to set it up. That's what's really happening. Um, uh, same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like um, this has been a pretty video gamey week for me because I do my video game and my other other podcast, Hack the Dino, yeah. and we've had like some big events this week. So we had like the EA event on like last Friday or something where EA showed all their new stuff. So this is basically E3 week right now. Yep. They, okay. All the companies are bringing out all these videos, kind of just keeping that, you know, as if it was still rolling, but it's not kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I've been playing okay. The Last of Us uh, Part 2 and a bit of Fallout New Vegas. That's about Brilliant. It, really. And are you a cyberpunk person? Because I hear that it's been delayed again and it's caused some, not backlash, just a lot of whinging, really. Well, I, it had a bit of backlash, but it's actually had less backlash than you'd think. Most people now mm. are just like, oh, okay, you want to make the game better? Cool. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I feel that it would be, right? Well, no one really knows what the game's going to be like, so they're kind of cool with it. You know what I mean? People are just like, well, we yeah. don't even know what we're missing out on, so it's fine. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, no, I was lucky enough to see some of the video uh, when I went to PAX last year. So they did a whole thing on it. It, it looks really good. And I just like, keep wondering, like, what have you got to fix? What are you doing? This already looks amazing. So, I mean, I don't really personally care about it, but I have people in my life that really care about it. So I have to kind of care by proxy. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> they did a statement saying that, like, the game's finished. They're just going through. And because the game's so dense and so many, like, storylines and stuff, they're just going through and finding bugs. And they've probably found a couple of bugs that they just want to fix. Yeah, okay. And I'm fine sense. with bug fixing. Like, I don't care, man. So many games come out. I have a shame pile of, like, 10 games. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if your game comes out a little bit after, like, you know, it, you say, because I could... Gives me more time to finish the next game. That's right. So that's, that's our right. week. Anyway, let's get on to what we've been watching. So Ooh. I'll go first this week. So Please I did do. like I did like a um I've gone on like a an adventure, a roller coaster ride in what I've been uh watching this week. So I've been you doing have a theme. Yeah, it's kind of a storyline running through my the three films, including our homework film. So the first film I watched was the 2013 remake of Evil Dead. Um yes. As I said, I was going to. Uh, it's directed by this. I, I don't know how to say the guy's name. It's like Freddy, Fred, Fred, F E D E, Feedy. Yeah, Feedy Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah. So he's just done. He's done a bunch of horror movies. He's done like Girls. Is that Girls in the Spiders Web, which is part of that? You know, the girl with the the, the dragon tattoo and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. A movie called Don't Panic. Um, another one called the. I can't read what that one is. Well, he did uh, Don't Breathe. Yeah, which and then is he, did, really good. he did Don't Breathe, which I haven't seen, but I'm probably going to look into. 
So it's true. I went into the uh, I went into Evil Dead, thinking mm, Evil Dead, and I remember not enjoying this film. And I, the last time I saw this was in the cinema mm-hmm. as a young buck in 2013. Um, and I've got to say, <laughs> I really enjoyed this remake. Um, yes, I I must have been looking at it with like you know. You know, holding it too close to my heart, the original or well, something. This, this comes back to the conversation we had last week, in which I said to you, "Do you hate it, or did you not enjoy it because it has the Evil Dead title?" Or I, it, so the the rose coloured glasses. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was definitely yeah. a rose coloured glasses thing. So the difference in this um, story of this Evil Dead is that they're going. To, you don't know if you assume that um, Evil Dead, the original one, did happen. Because Ash's car is out the front. Yes. Like, uh, his car is, like, all dilapidated and they're, like, left over from the first time around. There's a couple of other little nods to, 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 you know, just to say that, yeah, this is uh, uh, same, you know, in the same world as the original. Um, they They reconstructed the cabin, the forest around it. They did it all really, really good. Um, it looked exactly like the cabin. Um. And yeah, there are some shots I want to talk about that actually go in collation with our um, our movie of the week, our homework. Mm-hmm. So just try and remind me about that when we get back to it. Um, sure. Um, yeah, it was heaps better. I remember it had everything. I I I think what Evil Dead needs to make a good Evil Dead film. Number one, you need the cabin. Yeah. Uh, which they have, but they need a good blend of wood brown brown tones, wood grain, mm-hmm. and blood. I know that yes. sounds weird, but that's what when you think back to the original Evil Dead, that's what it was. It was all wood. There was blood on wood, and then there was like grayish, like like gritty tones and stuff. Mm. Um, the thing I didn't realize though was the Necronomicon in this version is the mm-hmm. most ham-fisted Necronomicon I'd ever seen. It had like, it had like, like. It had like writings on the pages that were just so like you know someone had written it across every page like just these cheesy lines like you know dig dismember their bodies and all stuff like that in English but in this like writing as if like you know a, a hardcore band was trying to write it on there <laughs> like, like some metal freak uh, in high school was sitting at his desk doing it instead yeah. of paying attention yeah it looked like the kind of stuff that <laughs> kids used to draw on those wooden rulers that you used to get like, <laughs> and um, oh, I was like oh guys you know like like keep it like that we can't understand it and it's just explained with yeah. pictures don't have a whole bunch of English written over it um I, but I did think the main guy didn't really cut it in this film. So yeah, com- compared to I mean, Ash, he was, he was kind of just like a, 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 no, a nobody. Yeah, well, I think because uh, Jane Levy, uh, who played Mia, I think she was sort of set up to be more of the main character than the guy that actually was was like her brother. And he, just, he was as, about as, you know, exciting as a piece of cardboard. Oh, yeah, good, a good bit of cardboard. <laughs> cardboard yes yeah he was a um, yeah he, he was a drink of water he was every man he was <laughs> he was just you know it was just yeah. erect, an erection out in the sun no one needs him <laughs> um he i there were some bits that i thought was a bit strange because so it fully just did the, i didn't like that it threw a bunch of rules in I don't. Mm-hmm. I liked the first Evil Dead because it was so ambiguous and what was going on. But they're like the book read in it like five people must die, you know, and then this will happen and this will happen. And I'm like the five people is a bit of a weird rule considering like 
Cabin in the Woods came out and it had like the five people had to die. Kind of thing. Yeah. I thought it was really yeah. weird. It was very Cabin in the Woodsy. The other thing is prob- it didn't really know exactly what it was itself. Like mm. it was no, no, that's no, it did, it did not. Actually, no, explain, no, no, explain. no, I'm getting it confused anyway. with the other film I watched. Sorry, <laughs> ignore <laughs> okay. that. Um, that's fair. The Deadites, though, I found so the Deadites, as we know, are the Kandarian demon possessed, possessed people. Um, the Deadites were very exorcist like, um, as okay. in there was a lot of they did a lot of talking and they say stuff like your mum's getting raped in hell and all stuff like that, like lines that like Linda Blair was like throwing out. Yeah, like a, okay. lo- a lot of that stuff, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat your pussy and all this stuff, like, really shocking things where I just remember, like, the, the Evil Dead Deadites were more just like, we're going to eat you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, it was a little bit more comical in a way as well. Yeah, the where they, one, these ones were just saying, like, hard-hitting lines because they wanted to, like, you know, shock people. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought didn't really need it. And also, don't kill a dog. If no, a, no, no. Just don't kill animals. No, right. I like there are very few things like I've watched a lot of films and I've watched a lot of grotesque films that do things that probably no one should ever see. And <laughs> I don't kill a dog. Just anytime I see a dog pop up in a horror movie, I'm like, no, it's just not, it's don't. not a dog. Don't kill a dog. Don't kill a cat. Like you just don't need to kill them no. kind of thing. No. Um, no. But yeah. But all around, it, I was enjoying it. I uh, the the horror was awesome. Like it the really gore, went like, wicked with it. Like there was like there were scenes in it that I was just like, oh, that's wicked. You know, like you know when like it, it did a couple of shots where it didn't show what was happening, but the amount yeah. of blood spraying up onto the person's face made <laughs> up for it. Because in the next scene, it did show like an arm getting dismembered. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't shying away. It was just doing different versions of all the ways you can do it. And the yeah. bit where, like, the girl, like, the clearly the standout scene for me was, like, the nail gun fight scene and then, like, yes. you know, her arm gets chopped off and, like, you know, and, like, there's all this great stuff. Her, her, I think her, her hand gets shot off. So she's got no arms, Yeah, uh, the monster. And that was really great. And to see that, the only thing, well, like, I, I got a little confused is I kept saying this dude was going to come, you know, after, oh, after yeah. four, like, the demon, this guy. And then it was a girl when it came out. <laughs> Well, it was like it was it was Mia. Mia. So it was like a reflection of Mia coming out, um, she, just a little bit elongated in the in the limbs. Well, because she had um, it had like the the uh, the forest rape scene done again, mm-hmm. which I yes. thought they could have left out because I I didn't like that the first time around. It wasn't really necessary, but I guess like you know, oh, it's an Evil Dead remake. We'll chuck that in because that People, screams Evil Dead. Yeah. But, but mean, at that moment, she's getting anything. like she's getting like the, the trees are having their way with it. Like there is yeah. a version of her standing at her, looking at her, mm, and I'm like, that's mm, right. they didn't real. Like, is that is that the representation of what was coming through the woods? You know, when you can see the the point of view of the monster. Is that what I it was? I would supposed- say so. Yeah. Because it seemed to be doing fine without any people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it had a, it had a. I didn't like seeing it at that time i was like uh it's better to leave it that you don't know what's going on i thought um yeah sometimes it's better not to know and not to see let it be a surprise yeah and then at the end it ran because i'm going to spoil it it's 2013 it ran with like you know uh it it kind of like did evil dead and then it tacked on its own end bit which i didn't really like that much uh like the blood rain and um basically fighting a god kind of thing and i was just like oh this is yeah this is this is cool 
And I like the blood rain. I like the idea of it. I like how much blood's everywhere, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, clearly. But it just seemed like they were going through uh, it, The blood rain just seemed like a, a record that they were ticking off with the most amount of blood used in a film or something like that. Yeah, um, more than likely. And once again, the, 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 this demon gets unleashed onto the world and it died really easily. Like it died it, easier than one of the Kandarian demon possession people. Like it just died. Yeah. It just got its legs chopped off and it fell over and then it's got a chainsaw in the face and it was like, the end. And I'm dead. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I thought like yeah. this thing's a god and it's come back and needs all these like, like parameters to come out, you know, and stuff. Maybe it should have been a bit more powerful than just a flesh. Like why would it even want to do that? Anyhow, it well, was it's, st- it's, it was it's still st- wicked. Yeah. It, it's, it, I really enjoyed it. Like when I, because I, I saw it at the cinema, I loved it at the cinema, like, you know, don't get me wrong. It's the same kind of horror movie you see in anything. Like you, you count it down. Like oh, the music's getting more intense. Three, two, one, bam. Yep, okay, jump scare. I think like the violence in this was insane. Like the yeah. very few times do I watch a film and sort of cringe at the violence. And the only I think the two bits that I sort of cringed at the most was where he had the needle. Oh, in, in his, his eye, in his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I have an eyeball. No eyeball things. No, none of that. But I thought it was in his eyeball because it showed his glasses smashing, but maybe it was the same that the glasses were stopping it from going into his eye. I was like, really pulling out of his eye. Yeah. So the what? people listening yeah. don't want to talk about, there's a scene where a, a, a demon attacks a guy with a syringe and stabs up his face and then he has to, it shows a close-up with him, him pulling out a needle from his cheek. And it's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, I thought the, uh, like her lopping, like doing the old, you know, like Ash having to lop his hand off. With a yeah. chainsaw thing, and she did it, and um, like another character, and she did it with like the electric, uh, <laughs> electric knife, but it fully showed it going into her arm, like really well, like yeah. as in, and then it did a, a cut to the face shot of like of her with the blood splatting on her face, and it was like someone had just opened a hose of blood onto her face. <laughs> it was so, it was so great, but it was so unrealistic. But I think that's what made that scene great. I was just like, yeah, yeah. there's no way. That was just them laughing when they were doing it. Like, it's so the good. She kind of just sort of stands up and then it just sort of like hanging there and just sort of drops off to the ground. Yeah, like, like she's, she's standing there like, and, and it uh, turns around and she's, oh, I feel a lot better now. And it's on by like one thread and it goes <laughs> onto the ground. <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit of comedy, bit of, um, bit of good comedy. Yeah, I mean, I think this the scene as well where she's got the Stanley knife and she's just licking it and it's just cutting through. Like, if you've ever cut yourself with a Stanley knife, like, that shit fucking hurt. Like, I felt that. Oh, I, yeah. I remember what that feeling is. Not that I've ever, like, split my tongue open with a Stanley knife or anything, but I've, you know, you've you taken can, off. A- you could imagine it would, it would. It would hurt a little bit. It would hurt. Like, I, I, you know, I did, I've taken a chunk out of my hand before, but ugh. I did like the you know. Deadites, like, disregard for their own personal safety. I thought that's, that's always a thing a Deadite needs. It doesn't care about the body it's hosting. Um, yeah, well, and I think they did that really like well that. in it because I even like that the girl was, like, like, nail gunning her own face. Yeah. There was heaps of shots of nails going into people. There was a lot of tech tick boxes in that film for me. Like, I need in a good horror film, I need, like, a dismembered limb. I need to see the limb getting dismembered. I need to see like a head chopped off or, and, or a head crush or explosion. Yeah. And like, these are the things I expect to see in a film. So if I don't get that, I feel a bit like I've, I've missed out a little bit. You've been, you've been let down. But I got, I got everything in it, but then it gave me a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't feel like I did need as well. Yeah. Like yeah, that's fair. I just like the dirtiness of like the, the, the blood on the wood, the dusty wood. And that's what I feel like, 
Evil Dead is, like, you know. Yeah. Like, axes, knives, they went through it all. Because I had, I, I like I said in the last show, I, I was completely wrong. Um, I was just remembering it differently. Like, the, uh, I, I just felt there wasn't as enough traditional weapons in it, but there were a lot of traditional weapons in it. And yeah. I mean, the chainsaw you know. did make it, make it to mark. There were some, um, yeah, but yeah. I think they had to put the chainsaw in it. It wouldn't have been the evil dead without the chainsaw because it's the most iconic thing. Yeah, and the so. chainsaw like, bit was pretty satisfying at the end to see how much blood came out of that as well. But but at that point, like, the, the whole world is raining blood. Did it really matter? <laughs> like, yeah, you know. I mean, the bit where the car, like, falls on her arm and she's got to, like, rip her arm out from under the, the car. That kind of disappointed me. I was really? like, oh, man, really? Like, is it w- that there's that thing in horror films that like if the main protagonist gets too smashed up and you think, well, yep. it's not really worth living after this. <laughs> like, you know, and, and the other thing is I just don't feel you can pull your arm off. No matter how no, hard I- you, you're, you're not strong enough to do that. Like, have you tried to pull even sometimes like a roast chicken leg off and you can't get it off? Like, <laughs> I like, for, for, like I, as soon as I hear that pop sound of the bone, I'm out. I'm like, huh? <laughs> No, I'm done. So <laughs> I'd just be sitting there like with my arms stuck under the going, well, I guess I'm fucked now. Just come get me because I'm not doing this. This is going to be gross. Yeah. But overall, man, I gave it like I gave it like three and a half stars. So for me, that's pretty good. Like I don't that's give – I'm pretty I'm pretty stingy with my stars. Like to get a five star out of me, it has to be, you know, that movie that I will watch at any drop of a hat and it's in yeah. my, you know, list of like it's, – it's in, it's in that list of like, you haven't seen that film? Oh, we're watching it right now. You know, one of those yeah. films, which to yeah. me is stuff like Cabin in the Woods. Like, if anyone says they haven't seen that, they have to watch it right now with me right then. Like, in, you yeah. know, no matter what we're doing, if we're, you know, waiting for a bath. Oh, so, or... <laughs> so then Pop Star's up there for you then, because I remember that time. Yeah, that's in there. That is definitely in there. Um, but, yeah, great film. Fantastic. And what great do you, th- you, you obviously like it. I did, yeah, I gave it three and a half stars. I really enjoyed it. Like, I, it's one of those films that, because I also like to buy, not that I buy very many physical media anymore uh i just don't have the room for it but it's the kind of thing that i will buy it just so i've got all those special features and i can watch them and sort of be like okay how did you do this and like what was your impression of this and i think uh, jane levy actually had a video diary of her doing this whole like filming the whole thing and so she just come up like every day she's just covered in blood she's like oh well it's just another day mm-hmm. covered in blood it's fine um but yeah for me it just it it did tick all those boxes and I really, really enjoyed it. And it's one of those films that I'll sit there and be like, you know, I just could, yeah, I could watch some Evil Dead right now. And then I'll usually like watch Evil Dead 2 and then follow it up with Evil Dead and then everybody's happy. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. it gave me everything it needed. It just added a little bit more on there that I think I didn't need, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I would have been happy with like the, the no, the monster, the big monster at the end not getting out. Like, I, mm. I didn't need to see that whole raining blood thing. But that, again, also reminded me of Cabin in the Woods, like the ending yeah. of that. Like, it, it it ticked so many of the same boxes of Cabin in the Woods without being Cabin in the Woods. And don't get me yeah. wrong, this is not Cabin in the Woods. Nothing is Cabin in the Woods, okay? Like, yeah, let's that's get, like, like one of my favourite films of all time. Um, I thought the Deadites, though, they did them really well in the fact that, like the original Evil Dead, all of them had a different kind of way they moved and acted. Like, yeah. and I liked that. Like, one, some of them were quite still and they didn't attack. They just kind mm-hmm. of moved slowly. Some of them ran at you. I liked um, when he was down in the flooded basement and the Mia girl was just cruising towards him, like floating above the water. 
Like, yeah. I like that kind of stuff when that happens because there's no explanation of it. You don't need the explanation. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I like the, the guy who kind of worked out what was going on. You know, there's always that one guy that just somehow works it out. <laughs> but, I mean, he was the one. And people have said that of me. They're like, oh, if you, if you were ever in a horror movie, you're the person who's reading the book and actually lets everything out. Yeah, you so fuck my- everything up. Yeah, that does sound like something I do. <laughs> but yeah, he's I like him and he's such a good actor. I think what's his name? Um I know. Lou Taylor Pucci. Pucci or Pookie? Pucci? Um, Pucci? He's in lots of stuff as well. And he's he's a really like really good actor. And so it was kind of good to see him in this and in that position as well. So yeah, mm. that worked for me. Like, I reckon you could do an edit of that film. Just take out a couple of scenes, take out the dog scene, take out like yep. the end. And I would enjoy it a little bit. (laughs) I I just would enjoy it a little bit more. I just felt like I didn't need. But then again, some people like that big, big thing at the end. But I think, like, number one, she beat the evil so hard that, like, you wouldn't even do an evil two from there. You know what I mean? Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, that's kind of like the end of the story, like, death in it. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyhow, Jen, (laughs) what have you been watching? Well, um, I've made a. I made a terrible decision in my life. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I sat down and I watched Evil Tunes. Evil Tunes. Evil Tunes, 1992, directed by Fred Olin Ray, who has done an uncomfortable mixture of adult films and children films. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> is so, what and what is this one? And this is the amalgamation of both of them. <laughs> So four sexy young girls are sent to clean an old house for new owners. Um, so they get uh, in the middle of the night, someone comes knocking at the door and that someone is a good old David Carradine. Um, and he, he, a delivers- he is not a baddie. Okay. Um, but he delivers them an old book full of magic incantations. And while reading it, they accidentally bring a cartoon character to life. Um, and this cartoon character likes the blood of young girls. Oh dear! Sounds like <sighs> sounds this like, is where I yeah. Just, Did you tap I'm out pausing, there, Nelly? Pausing for effect because I'm like, okay, the cover kind of looks stupid. I'm definitely going to give that a watch. I was unaware that this film is basically a porno without the porn. Um, you know it it. This movie is also so gloriously bad. Um, you know, the, there is an opening disclaimer that this is a true story and, like, we know this didn't <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. Um, this there is, is a tor- true, there's a cartoon yeah. character on the front. Like, you can't yeah. have a true story. They don't exist. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a talking Necronomicon. So you're saying that this the Necronomicon in Evil Dead was ham-fisted? No, no. So check out the Necronomicon in this one. Um, it it was a very pun based uh, so it spoke and it sort of had that um you know very attitude like oh you ain't seen nothing yet and puns galore and it for a talking necronomicon it actually wasn't utilized as much as it could have been i was slightly disappointed by the lack of talking necronomicon throughout the film I'm um trying to find a picture of it there's no um no picture I think we'll the, uh, uh, it looks, does it look basically exactly like the Necronomicon? It does. I sent yes, a, a GIF of it. Yeah, it looks exactly the same, um, just, you know, slightly worse. Um, 
But yes, so I'm so I start watching this film. I by this point I've not looked into anything. You know, I usually wait to I finished before I like jump on IMDb and check out like fun facts and stuff. Um, but this started out; it was insanely gratuitous. You know, the, the the four girls get dropped off. They're you know they're bending over in the car, and all you're getting is booty shots. And they're in the shortest shorts that they any girl could possibly wearing. Excellent. And <laughs> just this film. The acting was so shitty and about midway through I'm like, this is so shit that this is basically feels like a bad porn. It's got that really bad pornographic acting like, oh, and then he fell over there. Oh, go over here, Jan. Why are we going over there? I don't know. And it, as it turns out, pretty much all of the ladies in this film were adult film stars. Yeah, right. And the reason they did, uh, the director brought them in was because they're okay with nudity. So this this was going to be a film that just had a lot of gratuitous nudity, and it did. There was just a scene where a girl was standing in front of the mirror, you know, just looking at herself in the mirror, and then she starts to undress and just starts to rub her boobs and just gets a bit booby. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, why not? Yep, sure. I noticed that it's um, got it's got Mr. Futterman from Gremlins in it. Mr. Futterman, is that, um, what's his name? He's the guy that, you know, he blames everything on foreigners in Gremlins. Is it Dick Miller? Yeah, I think think that's his name, yeah. Yeah, so Dick Miller's in this. He's really good. And what's funny about this is there's a scene where Dick Miller is sitting down watching a film, and I can't remember what the name of that film is, but the film he's watching is actually one of his old films. And he sits there watching it going, man, why didn't this guy win an Oscar for him? Okay, that was like the one little clever thing that this film actually did. I can't believe what's his name's in it, Kill Bill. Yeah. Like, yeah. Eh? Death Race, Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he, hey, what, the animation the of the, the monster looks okay, though. It does look okay. Like, that and, would have taken a lot of time back then. Like, But it didn't because this evil tune was on screen for a total of, look, I want to say two to three minutes, but 60 seconds in total sounds more accurate. Oh, so okay. So this tune, he, he comes out, and what's even better is one of the best lines in this film is this girl picks up the book and she's like, what is this, a book or something? <laughs> yes, it is, love. And it's the same girl who later on tries to open a screw top wine bottle with her teeth and then is at one point on the floor with it between her legs trying to like pop it off like it's a cork. So yeah, right. So this is quali- quality filmmaking right here. So uh, what'd you give it? <laughs> this film got like one and a half stars. Oh, I can see you're here. Yeah, it it is so bad. And... It's a, no matter how why? bad, no matter how bad a film is, there's always like those five star people that rate there it. There are so many five star reviews for this film. I was shocked because, I mean, like I say, this this evil tune is on the screen for like a, probably a total of sixty seconds. He possesses the girl by raping her, so then all of a sudden you've got this girl on the floor being raped by. A cartoon. cartoon, which is very strange in itself, and then she goes off and starts killing people, and then she's fighting with the other girls, and oh, all of a sudden my tops fell off. Oh, your top fell off. My top fell off too. All our boots. It happens. Are out. Like, it happens. You, it does. You, it, sh- you should know that. It does. I yeah. You know, in all my life, it just happens every day. It's a daily thing. 
this film is so bad that I want to tell everyone, do not bother watching this film, never watch this film. But on the same time, I kind of want to be like, hey, guys, you should check out this film. It's really bad, but it's so good. I think it might. Is it one of those trailer films? Watch the trailer. That's all you need to do. Yes, exactly. Actually, I'm curious to see what the trailer would actually be like. I might post it on the page and see what everyone else thinks. I just checked it out. That's how (laughs) Mr. Futterman was in it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Nice. Um, Yep. So if you've got nothing to do and there is literally nothing else on TV, check out this film. Like you don't own any pins to stick in your eyes? You might just want to watch it. You know, if you're a... Pornhub accounts down for the evening. Check this out. Sure, oh, why not? <laughs> why not? Or just check it out on Pornhub. <laughs> it probably is on Pornhub, to be honest. So probably is. Um, oh, okay, so the second film I watched this week was Drag Me to Hell from 2009 by Sam Raimi. Now I mentioned my little my film story. So basically, I've watched. I started with a film, Evil Dead, uh, which was a remake of a Sam Raimi film. Then I went straight into Drag Me to Hell, which is a Sam Raimi film. And then the film that is our homework for this week is a guy who's making a is is making a remake of a Sam Raimi film, which is also yes. the remake of the first film I watched. <laughs> yes, and which, he was, which was the remake. Yeah. So and this uh, Lee Cronin who did the Hole in the Ground was actually handpicked by Sam Raimi to do. Evil Dead. So we'll see how this uh, goes once we've had that chat. But yeah. yes, Dan, so, continue. Drag me to hell. Is this very fresh in your mind, this film, Jed? It's not. I I think I watched it, I probably watched it like 10 years ago, but it's been popping up in a lot of, uh, like I'm part of a lot of groups on Facebook. I listen to a, other film podcasts. It's been creeping up into things and people have been talking about it. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty due for another watch so nah, um nah. there are certain things that are fresh in my mind um certain things that that are not so for people who haven't seen this film it's uh drag me to hell by san raimi basically it involves a girl who works for a bank um an old lady an old uh which i can only describe as a gypsy lady comes in and yeah. to, because she can't make her payment repayments on her house and she turns her down and so the gypsy lady puts a curse on her um which then has it goes for three days. Is curse for the first three days. So the first two days you get tormented by yeah. by shadows and stuff like that. And then on the last day, this this demon called the what was it was like the the Lamonio Lamandio. Like, started with L. This yeah. demon comes and drags you down to hell. Sure. Um, and you get this um you you get this curse put on you by the person taking something that belongs to you and then giving it back to you. So she ripped a button off of her jacket and then gave the button back to her, this this old lady, and did the curse. Um, Throughout the film, she goes to, like, a whole bunch of, like, psychics and and her boyfriend is that that guy that was in Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard, you know, he was... Oh, Justin Boring Face Long. Yeah, Long Face Long. (laughs) He has a long face. Uh, so he's the boy, he's a rich boyfriend. Anyhow, it, 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 the main thing I'm just going to say about this film is I didn't like it. It had oh. way too much bad, bad CG in it. Like bits yeah. where it's like Raimi had jumped on the CG, CG train. He's like, oh, we can do all these great things now. We can get on this. And he, it just wasn't there. You know what I mean? The tech wasn't there. So you had bits like, as examples, that there was a lot of like, 
the world wasn't reacting very well to the CG. So you had a lot yeah. of, like, you know, uh, vomit scenes and people getting vomited in their face, but it was like CG vomit. And then yeah. you could just tell it wasn't hitting them. And then when they sat up from it or whatever, there was just nothing on their face. Like it was just gone. Or there's yeah. a bit where like a body falls on her and all the embalming fluid goes into her face and into her mouth. And she stands up and she's completely dry. And I'm like, ah. Uh-huh. And just that bothers me. bad, bad CG. Like, and really ham-fisted acting. Like, you got a couple of cool actors in there. Um, the guy's name. Uh, that Dilip Rio guy, right? Rayo? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, he's great. He's a good-looking yes. man. He's always great. He plays like the, a, a clairvoyant, a psychic that helps her out. Yes. Except He's got great lines. And then, like, you know, they're having this seance and she just turns to him and she goes like, I'm scared. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> this is, like, bad. You're a bad, bad actor, like, uh, lady. What was her name? Her name was uh, Alison Lohman. Alison Lohman. Yeah, she just wasn't what? very good in it. Like, this film just did, like, there was, it, it tried to do that scary and possession things. Uh, the shadows yeah. moving. Every shadow looked like it was just CG on there. You know what I mean? Like no, everything was CG in this film. There was yeah. hardly any practical effects. There was like, you know, a, a, a hanky would, like she's driving and a hanky would hit on the front of her windscreen and it would have like a face on it. Yeah. But yeah. it was just so CG put on there and you're just like, uh. The other thing, it, like this film didn't know what it was. It goes from being super serious to pure comedy and there's no well, line on what it is. Because so like, I just remember the, the goat. Yeah, the goat that gets possessed and like, starts abusing her, like, yeah, yeah, bloody yeah. little bitch. And I'm so like, I haven't seen this film in 10 years, and the, the bloody two things that stick out is all the vomiting and the goat. Yeah, but there wasn't a lot of the vomiting was CG, so I just didn't care. There was yeah. one scene, I think. No, because the vomiting in the I'm, – I'm getting the Evil Dead one – there's a vomiting scene in Evil Dead in the 2013 yeah. where she vomits the blood onto the per- and it's gross. Yeah. It's got bits of food in it and everything, and it's the most great blood vomit. And in this, like, there is a blood vomit scene, yeah. but it just, that is probably the best bit in the whole film. Like, and I'm just like, yeah, no, it just didn't cut it for me. The, and, like, the, there's some possessions in it where people get possessed, and they're just basically. The evil dead possessions. Like they float sure. and they're like, oh, I will eat your soul. And I'm like, come on, man. Like that, that is, you know, like, I mean, that's evil dead. Don't bring evil dead into this thing because you're not actually linking them together at all. And yeah. then it did like, so it, it was shot fine, but then it just suddenly went to some of those really distinctive San Raimi camera techniques, like his craft stuff that he does where like, you know, like the, um, like the shaking camera that zooms into an object really quickly and that kind of stuff. You know, his stuff that was like in the original Evil Deads. Yeah. And I'm like, it's and it was totally out of context. And I'm just like, ah, well, yeah, that's one of the things you do do. But yeah, I don't know. I it just it just didn't matter. Like mm, that's a shame. Like they had something there, but like it just seemed like a whole bunch of scenes tacked together. Some were comedy, some were not. Some were just pure you know, awesome horror, like when she's digging up a corpse and then she's like, take this, you bitch, and like smack punches the corpse and stuff like that. And then other ones, it's like bad acting. Then other times, yeah, it just went everywhere. It was then different, goes from different sorts of camera techniques to different vibes, different feelings. It just, Mm. 
it was just all over the joint, and it was like it was like a it was like it was his first film, but yeah. I mean, and it was I, done by Universal, so I'm guessing it was like, okay, you're really good at horror. We want you to do a horror film. Here's a whole heap of money. Oh, you want to do practical effects? No, no, no. We do CGI. This is cool. This is what's on trend right now. Um, well, and then it's just kind of didn't really work out. 2009. When did Sam Raimi make Spider-Man? Uh, Spider-Man was like 2000, wasn't it? Nine years after Spider-Man. Cause he yeah. might have, because he was working with like, you know, Sony. So he might have been, or whatever it was brothers or whatever it is um he might have just been like oh these practical effects are great they look great and not realizing that that he was on a team of the best like i mean not practical effects, uh, cg effects he didn't yeah. realize he was on a team of the best cg guys ever and then when he yeah. went to these guys these guys are just you know basically like coming out of film school like Oof. the liquid sometimes and there was liquids that were like pouring out right and then yeah. they were just disappearing in the air like they didn't like keep falling to the ground or anything. It was just Okay. And I'm like, oh God. Check it out. Like mm. So you telling me that I should rewatch it? No, or just no, give no. it give it a miss, wait another ten years and rewatch it. Yeah, just go onto YouTube and just look up certain scenes. Just watch up the best scenes. <laughs> watch up the best. That's yeah, it just uh, I mean I gave it like a I mean I gave it a two and a half and that was just like that's pretty low for me. That's like, pretty I don't low. I don't give films a one. But I mean I had a cup I mean the goat was funny. And the goat was yeah. a practical effect as well. No, it wasn't. It had some CG in it as well. Like, there was, you know, and there's like particle effects, like smoke coming out of things. And I'm like, why? You could just had smoke. Like, yeah. Like they, they used a lot of CG in the film when they didn't have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it's that- really funny because so this came out in 2009, which was the same year that Avatar came out. And uh, Delete Brayal is in Avatar as well. So when he. I think he was out here that year for Supernova or something. Yeah. Was, I was lucky enough that when I, I did an internship with uh, Film Inc. magazine and the, one of the people that I actually got to sit down and interview was was him. And it was really hard because I was meant to talk to him a lot about Avatar and, you know, and that all this, that and the other. And I, I, I'm going to say it. Like, I hate Avatar. And I, I strongly, strongly, strongly dislike James Cameron. Um, for many of you that know me, I go on my James Cameron rants all the time. But so I spent a lot of time instead talking to him about Drag Me to Hell and he seemed a little bit more interested in talking about Drag Me to Hell than he did Avatar anyway. So that was so much fun. Probably because he able to be asked so many questions about Avatar. Yeah. Oh, Drag Me to Hell, well, yeah, horror. Yeah, like, oh, was, this is something that I haven't was, talked about. He was the shining like, beacon in that film. Like, yeah. When he came into it straight away, I was like, I like him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then like, he acted great. He, he, all his acting was fine. Like, yeah, it was just, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, just, uh, yep, let's move on. Great. <laughs> let's just move on. Bugger that. Fair enough. <laughs> Fuck that film. Yeah. Right. Um, so um, a lot of anniversary films happening at the moment. So not only uh, did Oh, wait, George- and also he killed the cat in it. He killed a kitten. The, the, uh, ki- don't kill kittens. A kitten as no. well. It wasn't even a cat. It was a kitten. Right. And she just but didn't care. Film. It was supposed to be yeah. her cat and she killed it and she's just like, I had to kill my cat. And I, you know, you never <laughs> cared. You know, you know what I mean? Like, mm. Yeah, anyway, no, sorry. fuck that. Anyway, sorry. I interrupted. Don't kill kittens, guys. Just stop. Make better life choices. Out. Um, 
yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of anniversary films happening. Um, so not only was it the 45th anniversary of Jaws this last week. Ooh, um, an old shark. Which, fucking shark. If it hadn't have been uh, blown up, it would probably still be floating around the ocean now. Yeah, um, So, yeah, I was going to give that a rewatch, but instead Psycho turned 60, so I watched Psycho. I love Psycho. Pisa Heiko. Pisa Heiko. I've yes. never seen this film, eh? I've avoided what it. Sh- Why have you avoided it, Dan? No reason. <laughs> Just never got round to it. It's only one of the greatest, you know, horror films of all time. One of the greatest directors of that time. And you just never got around to it. Never got around to it. I, you very, know, very, is, it, is it in black and white? It is in black and white. Yeah, that's why Purposely I shot in black and white. Are you one of these it. people that can't watch it? Did you did you come out of Sin City going, oh, I can't watch that, it's in black and white? No. I did, Man, it, I did the clerks, though. I was like, oh, black and white. I'm so happy when clerks 2 was in colour. <laughs> the amount of people when I worked at Blockbuster that would hire Sin City and they'd come back like an hour later going, this is in black and white. It's not yeah. though, like, but Sin City has color in it the whole way through. I know, I yeah, but they're the same people that come back saying I've like hired this Japanese film and it's in Japanese. <laughs> yes, it is. I agree. There's Rosario film. Dawson in that. She's like the king, uh, the queen of the prostitutes. Just, just let's talk about Rosario Dawson every day of the week. For we can a, a whole freaking day because I love her. We uh, I watched uh, Clerks two the other night as well, so I got to see her and her her peak like dancing without a bra form. Yeah, not that I approve of stuff like that, but uh, no, not at all. Not but at then all. Um, she's great. She is a nudist, um, I believe, as in real life. Daily. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw pictures of her like taking photos of herself like with no clothes on. Yeah. And I thought that's, that's just her. Well, maybe just I was just looking lives. up. Maybe I was just looking up pictures of her naked. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you googled naked pictures of Rosario Dawson. Um, probably, it's highly probable. But um. I don't know. Yeah, but then, like, but yeah. then in, like, bloody that new uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, they use her and just have her as a completely new character. That makes no sense. Yeah, that was a bit odd and not necessary, I think. Like, oh, none of that film was necessary. I didn't hate it, though. I, I didn't hate it. I, I know you. I know you did. But what? I sort of came out of that going, you know what? I kind of, but what it was, I enjoyed it. It was, you know, it was it's nice. Like it redid all the scenes from these other films, but it redid them not yeah. as good. Yeah, I, well, how can that be a good film? But, I'm still waiting for Moose Jaws. Like, he's promised to be Moose Jaws for fucking, like, ten years. No Moose Jaws. Nah, I don't like anything he does outside of the Viewers Hugh universe. Get your shit together, Kevin Smith. Really? I don't like, Did, I hate Tusk. You, like, you hated Tusk? Yeah, I just That's thought, fair. didn't that have long face in it as well? Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. But it also had Hayley Joel Osment, so, you know, there's that. Yeah. Nah, I just, I just watched that and I just went, Ugh. <laughs> That's what I felt like when I was watching it. Like, waste my time. Yeah. Anyhow. It really wasn't the best, but yeah. So, anyway. Back to Anthony Perkins. Yeah. So I watched Psycho. You just can't go wrong with Psycho. It is a classic film. The story is amazing. It's, it's shot beautifully. Janet Lee is stunning. Um, just everything about it was enjoyable and just chucking it. It's one of those films as well that you can just sort of, like I will sometimes just chuck it on the background and have it sitting there. There's so much, like, rich history to it as well. So, you know, one of the first films with a toilet on screen, and not only a toilet but a flushing toilet. How dare they? I know, right? Because there were all these codes and, like, rules and you couldn't do this. And the way um, Anthony 
not Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins played Alfred Hitchcock. The way Alfred Hitchcock shot this film was uh, there was so much that he wanted in it that he knew would be taken out because it wouldn't be deemed appropriate. So he shot a little bit more gratuitous scene before coming leading into that. And then they'd cut that scene out and he'd be like, great, I intend it to be in there anyway. So then right. he got his way. Um, but, yeah, this film is it's so much fun. It's really hard to watch now. Like I spent a lot of the time yesterday going, oh, Anthony Perkins looks a lot like Andrew Garfield. And then that bothered me for, yeah, for, gross. for a while. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Spider-Man. And then, yeah, so I was thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch Psycho. And then, you know, it's brought up. It's like, oh, hey, why don't you also watch the 19, I think it was 1998 remake of Psycho. And then I just lost all my will to live. So Did you watch it? I did not, no. Oh. I saw that movie at the cinema. It was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. Um, sorry, Gus Van Sant, you are a pretty good director otherwise. I mean, had Vince Vaughn in that, what's her name, lesbian, who's not a lesbian anymore, but she was back in the 90s. Um, uh, Anne Heche. Oh, Anne Heche? Yeah, like two of the most boring-looking people on the face of the planet are meant to be in this, yeah, no. I would never, never again rewatch that film. So, yes. That is all I have to say about Psycho. It's a fantastic film, and everyone except Dan in the world has seen it. Dan what about watch- Psycho 2 and 3? Have you seen them? I haven't watched those, but I am. I really want to. Have I that- think I'm going to. It's going to be a thing. I've got a poster for the third one. It's great. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Never seen it. Fake no. fan. Fake fan. Fake fan. Whatever. All right, let- let's move on to our movie of the week, our homework. Homework yes. edition. Or, wait up. No, would you, uh, do we do, no, yes, we do do movie of the week now. Sorry, I'm getting confused yes. on our sections. That's I might, fine. I might do a little musical intro for music, movie of the week. I like that. Hmm. Anyhow, so the movie we watched this week was The Hole in the Ground 2019. So it came out last year by Lee Cronin. And as I said before, the reason we kind of got in onto this is because this is the guy who's been decided to remake Evil Dead. Re-remake. Yes. Re-re-remake. Reboot. Now, what did you think of this one, Jen? Okay, so I attempted to watch this film, I think, last year, and I got really bored and had to turn it off. So you got to be in the right frame of mind for a slow-burning horror, and I am not going to lie, I wanted to turn it off yesterday as well. But Again? I did you get I to the end? I did. I watched the whole thing, of course. Um, I persevered. There was a lot of really good to it, but I just I don't think I was in the mood for something a little bit slow burny again. So um, it, it was yeah. it was lucky because the main lady in it is super interesting to look at. Like, you, can you tell me that she doesn't look like the original Becky from Roseanne? I don't know what the original Becky looks like from Roseanne. Now you have to make well, me, make yeah. make me Google look it, it up, and you'll be like, "Well, damn, she just looks like a blonde version." What, um, uh, was there two Beckys? Of course there was, yeah. So um, there was the original Becky and then she went off to college and then Sarah Chalk came in and replaced her as Becky. A little bit, I Hmm. think. Yeah. But um, I just found her really interesting looking. She had, like, these really weird full lips and this, like, Hmm. 
her eyes and just like she just looked really um just unique i thought and yeah. i thought so um she always looked confused <laughs> which was great <laughs> uh for a horror film but um so yeah. the, the story of this film is uh she's moved into a she's a single mum has moved into a new town i think where they moved in are they just moved in yeah, they've just moved into moved to a new town. Yeah, so they're escaping. Um, she's a victim, I, I assume, of domestic violence. They've moved away, taken the kid with her. The little town. They move into this place, and that's the story. And then they find a hole out there in the backyard. Yeah, a big old, a big old hole in the ground. Big hole. Uh, big old sinkhole. First thing I noticed uh, about this film the is box. the opening was really nice. There were some beautiful shots. Um, it was. It had a very shining esque vibe to it. Yeah, about. yeah. Everything yeah. looked really nice. They used some really interesting lenses to film like forests and stuff, making them look a lot like uh, very wide shots that you know fit in all the trees without distorting them, and that it looked made it made it look quite surreal. They hmm. did, and this is the thing: they did the same shot because I watched this and Evil Dead back to back. They yeah. both in the opening have a shot where it it does the forest, and then it the shot. T- Spins around and goes all the way upside down so the forest is on the top of the shot. Yes, okay. And it did that in Evil Dead and that, and I just watched them back to back. I'm like, oh my god, that's that's weird. Yeah. So that, and but this is the same guy making the film, so he did the same shot, his own shot in a film twice. Maybe yeah. maybe there's an upside down shot in every film he does. We'll just have to see Quite for the new remake. I found it very aesthetically pleasing. So, like, most oh, yeah. people find the forest to be very creepy. I found it very, like, calming and relaxing. I'm like, yeah, this this nice little forest. It's, like, a bit foggy. It's a bit grey out. Could put a sweater on right now. This is really nice. Yeah. I could live here. Yeah, with well, a hole in the ground and a creepy child. Sure. I was watching it with my wife, Claire, and she was like, oh, it looks like um, looks like out the back of Hawthorne Dean, <laughs> like where she grew up, like there's a pine okay. forest. So sure. to her it was like, oh, it looks nice. Um, yeah. Very pretty. Um, the I found that the child was suitably creepy. Um, it was a creep. It was a, so basically, it's a creepy kid film. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, core, yeah. core. And we can't. Well, I'm not. We're not going to say what happens at the end. It's too new. Um, yeah. But I did feel though that this whole film happened in the last 15 minutes of itself. 100. percent So <laughs> you watch. I, it's really tricky because I I think we'll put a little possible spoiler little thing in the thing because it, it basically she believes that the child is no longer hers it's been it's an imposter that you know he goes out into the forest and comes she's back like, and he, he comes back and he's he's strange he's very different he does not acting the but same he's way. not strange in a way that's super strange to anyone else he's just a no. different kid you know what i mean like so to everyone else he doesn't know him he's just a normal kid but yeah. I liked that that they I, they they talked about like a mother. It's only stuff mothers can notice. Like, and I liked that. I yeah. thought that was kind of cool and and creepy. And um, and I really thought I'm glad they didn't go down the track of because they they showed her you know taking pills and stuff like that. And I fully yeah. thought it was going to be like all just about her losing her mind and everyone thinking there's something wrong with her. And they didn't yeah. really go down that track, which I, I liked. I was like, oh thank God they didn't do that because it was it was really ha- obvious if they were going to do that. I think so. So there was, I think there were two very specific ways that they were going to go. Um, so I think they were taking the pills that she was experienced. I think is what they, they call it cat grass syndrome. So it's the, when you believe someone isn't who they, they are, um, which I think goes along. Uh, parents might get it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. 
I have no degrees. Um, but then there's also like the folklore, which they never actually go into in the now, film. I read this in your thing, your notes. And I yep. said at the end of this film to Claire, that seemed like it was based on like a folklore or something. Cause it's all set in Ireland. Yes. We didn't mention Irish that. People. Everyone's got Irish accents, Ireland accents, and they sound great. And she sounds great. So you've got this really interesting looking, looking Irish girl as the main like, thing. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Just even to watch her talk. Yeah. yeah, I know it did feel like it had a bit of like stuff behind it, but then you're mm-hmm. saying, yeah, it, yeah, the it but did. They they never go into that. So I mean, obviously, she there is a hole in the ground, guys. She's gonna go into the hole in the ground. I'm not spoiling that. She's going to go in that hole. We yeah. know it. Did you find that bit weird? Like it, it was, was just all of a sudden. Like because I've written in my notes, why did she go into the hole in the ground? <laughs> like, yeah, there so was. She goes- but all the films that I've watched recently, so there's that scene in The Stranger Things where she goes into the tree um, and then she goes into the upside down. And then when I watch The Wretched, they go into the tree, which goes in, which leads them to the the witch's, like, hideout. Lair. La- thank you, lair. I was trying not to sound like... Hideout? Base? Yeah. The witch's base? <laughs> base yeah, of operations? Batman. Yep, she's <laughs> the got the is- computer set up. She's like, right, I'm going to get this fucking kitties over here now. Yep, 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 typing away at the computer. It's fine. Um, yeah, so I think because they never actually talk about any of this, like don't mention any of the folklore to this, and then there's, which means that we missed out on our fantastic research montage where she's Googling all this information. It just comes up straight away. I missed that. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel that there was really no need for her to go into the the hole. hole. Yeah, like like but she it does. got to this point where she just goes and it shows like a close up of her face. The next thing is she's running out there and going in. I'm like, what's she doing? What? Why would she think that the hole has anything to do with this? You know what I mean? Like at any time, yeah. like that. It's like there was a scene cut out. There may have been a scene cut out, but there was a vital yeah. there was a vital scene or shot cut out that made like you know a newspaper clipping that said. Disappearances near the hole or something, you know what I mean? Like, but uh, yeah, because yeah. the hole is quite big. Um, yeah, I did didn't mind it, it, it. I liked its subtleness though. Like, it had a whole bunch of subtle scenes and little scary things happening, but you know, throughout this. But yeah. if you want cool subtleness and scary things, I mean, you just watch Hereditary. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this kind of felt like it wanted to be an A twenty four film, and I kind of think that A twenty four actually did. Uh, I don't think they produced it, but I think they kind of like maybe released it or something. I'm not sure, but it it did feel like another sort of slow burny descent into madness kind of parent parental kind of thing. Mm. It, oh um, yeah, it was very like hereditary vibe. But we, we, but then when you think about when I watch Hereditary, I never get any of those feelings that I got for this. You know what I mean? Like, hereditary, I'm just yeah. like captivated the whole time. I was I was just like, what's happening? It still had that madness thing. It still had the children thing. It had all that kind of stuff. And the subtleness of the, like, the hauntingness of it, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, the little things yeah. happening in the background and stuff like that. But I just feel, yeah, Hereditary did it a lot, a lot. I mean, Hereditary is one of my favorite films, so. Yeah. Nothing's really. I mean, I, there's a couple of really good scenes I found. Like the um, the spider scene was really well done. I think that was suitably creepy for anyone who has seen it. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that was great because it, it really made a conscious decision to show that the little kid was really afraid of spiders. 
Yes. Like before, yeah. and then like, and then it just showed him like hanging out with the spider later on in the film, and you know, playing with yeah. it, and then eventually, you know, uh, obviously, and then, and then eating it, obviously, as yeah. like the cover of the video shows. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's like, a spoiler. It's on the cover. Um, I did like the. Uh, they got a little bit of folklore. I, I'm wondering if, if if that changeling folklore, the mirror thing, is is that is that part of traditional Irish folklore? Changelings that you shows their real reflection in a mirror. I'm not sure. I would actually have to look into that, but because yeah, there was the the gentle. So the in the town there was a woman who was you know she's like the crazy lady of the town. Like oh no, stay away from her. She's crazy. Um, she basically experienced the same things that this lady has is now experiencing. Um, I like her that. Husbands was like oh yeah, she's like. Our house is covered in mirrors every day for the last 30 years. She makes sure that I am who I am. Yeah, I liked all that stuff as well. And I like the idea of yeah. seeing someone who, like, it was like you're watching the sequel to a film. Like, someone had already gone through all these events once, and that was yeah. one possible outcome that it could have been. So you knew at the end she wasn't just going to go crazy. It's yeah. like, um, yeah. Yeah. But, but I, we're like, not I felt that there could have been a little bit more. I think they sort of, you know, when a lot of films like, oh, what's scarier is what cannot be seen and, you know, you make up your own decision and you come out of it thinking too much about it. That's how, that's what's going to scare you. For me, it's like, well, now I'm just really angry because I don't have the information I needed that I feel that should have been given. Even if it was just a little bit more, it just right. wasn't there. Now, let's, let's do a spoiler warning. Cool. So if you don't want to know what happens at the end of this film, stop listening now. For a couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, stop now. Okay. So, the people who have seen this film, let's talk about <laughs> the monsters at the end. Number one, they look too much like Silent Hill monsters to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, just, they were like, what? don't show them. Like, you blew it. There was, like, so many of them. There was, like, it wasn't just, like, one or two. There was thousands of them. They are all just under there, just hanging out. Why well, haven't they come out yet? Yeah. Oh, well, they were as changelings. But, um. Well, yeah. Well, there was uh, there was hundreds of skeletons down there as well. So obviously they've That's been doing right. it for a while. Um, Slowly but surely. Which to me said that yeah, I don't know what it was, but like I feel it shouldn't have showed them, and it should have showed her seeing them and reacting to them, running away like she did, and then something grabbing her leg, and then she remember she her arm, and then she looked and it was her. Yeah. That should have been the only time you saw them. Is one yeah, as exactly. her. That would have made it so much more interesting. Hey. Yeah, you would, I think so. Because then you'll be like, oh, what is down there? Like, you, obviously yeah. they're changed, they can change. But, yeah, it was a, it was a CG mess, the monsters. Um, they were just it looked like. like the, it, one of them screamed at her and there was, I had to spend like 10 minutes on the internet going, okay, what's that album? Before I realised that it looked exactly like the Screaming Man from Pink Floyd's yeah, the yeah. album. And I'm like, I just spent way too long looking that up for something that looked that bad. Yeah, I thought that was jump sharky at the end. I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, nah. And just I guess it's, you know, they've got to have that, well, you got to show the monster. You don't. You don't always have you to You didn't show because it, the right? monster was the kid. Like, yeah. And I loved, like, when she got her kid back and then she goes to the house and he's still in there, the other one. And yeah. he's just like, mommy. And I was like, oh, that's that was great, I thought, that scene, where she's just kind of, like, standing there looking at the door, like, I've already yeah. kind of got my kid back. You can't fucking fool me, you dickhead. Yeah, and I mean, that's why, I mean, 
okay, like when we say why, well, like why the hell did she have to go to the hole in the ground? Like she's sitting there going, oh, this isn't my kid. He's probably in the hole in the ground. Now I'm going to have to go fucking get him, that fucking kid. Yeah, like you she did, but she didn't know totally if that was hit, was her kid possessed by someone else. Like well, there she was, did because she held up the mirror to him. And, yeah, and, and, and that's all it needed to show, that mirror scene, and when you saw it just a tiny hmm. bit, I thought that's all yeah. it needed. Agreed. Definitely oh, yeah. agree. And now yeah. back out of the spoiler zone. Oh, <laughs> no, we didn't spoil anything. Oh, go. Yay. Uh, okay. So should we go into some horror news? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yes, let's do it. We have the horror news. So this week in news, Jim, what has been happening? All right. So uh, it looks like Hellraiser rights could revert back to creator Clive Barker in 2021. Um, Where's that? So that's over on Bloody Disgusting. Bloody Disgusting. Um, Brad Miska actually has published this post. So this comes from a Twitter uh, tweet from Larry Zerner. And for those of you who don't realise, Larry Zerner was an actor in Friday the 13th Part 3. And obviously that did not go well for him. So he is now an entertainment lawyer. Oh, I like that he, he has how good his um his tweet uh quote yes for those who like the Friday the Thirteenth lawsuit <laughs> now that's uh, a huge thing yeah now Clive Barker has or uh, now at real Clive Barker has sued for a, a declaratory judgment that he can terminate in 1986 transfer and get back his rights to the Hellraiser franchise so yeah oh, so what is this what is this lawsuit. Which one? The Friday the 13th one? Well, just all of them, yeah. Like, what, What's going on? Well, I, I mean, because Clive Barker, he, the Pinhead and the Hellbound Heart, it has, he sold that off. So I think whoever's got the rights to, to that right now, they're sitting on this film. Uh, well, they're sitting on this, like, franchise, and a lot of the time they're not going to touch it they just every so often they just you know pump out a shitty film and that means that they can keep the rights for another you know that why we keep getting the hellraiser films that are just tacked on at the end yes yeah you know that's part of the deal like you kind of you release this film i think as long as you're releasing a film you can keep hold of the rights or something yeah yeah something like that i'm not a lawyer i think within the the contract it says you need to release you know once you know it'll be in the contract you know you have to release yeah. once a year something that, that's to do with like, this this content. Yeah. So it looks like um, he's trying to get back the rights, which is very interesting considering that there is a, a TV show movie and a TV show on the way. Is the TV um, show done by the people that have the rights now, or is it not? Maybe it doesn't cover TV; it only covers film. Well, quite possibly because I mean, Hellraiser is so HBO are doing the. TV show, and then Spyglass Media are doing the movie. Oh, dear. So, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Clive Barker does get his rights back. Like, do you think he's going to sort of go, well, I'm going to do something crazy now? Or do you think he's just going to be like, no, it's mine. That's it. No more. We're done. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I... I, uh... (laughs) I was sorry, I was in I was in mid read then. <laughs> I was reading <laughs> We can definitely post this uh this to the Facebook page if you want to have a read because this is 
it, it's a nice little piece of news, but also I'm not a lawyer and there's a lot going on, especially when it comes to all that lawyery stuff. Lawyering? Lawyering, yep. So the good news uh, yeah. out of this is we may get a new, I mean, he, if he wants Clive Barker, he can reboot Hellraiser and I'm fine with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like redo it again. Yeah. Like, you know, technology's come along. Like, he did well. Like you, re- you go back and watch Hellraiser one. That film still looks great. Like all the people with their skin flayed off, the chains. How he did that chain effect of you know them coming out of nowhere yeah. and they just go rigidly. They, it always looked great. Like nothing really looked bad in that film. The puzzle box moving, like the walls. You know when they came, like the Cenobites coming, like you know the uh, you know like the doors would open up where there's no doors and stuff. Everything looked great. So, mm. I mean. I feel it's just going to look quite similar and just be grittier maybe. Maybe he can do a little bit more with gore these days that he can get away with that he couldn't back then. Like, yeah, I like, think so. But it looked, it did, it looked really good. And I I liked how it looked. And I compared to some of the, okay, so compared the first one to uh, the fourth one, which we watched recently. Oh, dear. Yeah, it still looks better than the fourth one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. first one still looks brilliant. I mean, when they send back the 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 Cenobites at the end back to hell, and they just like they they explode in this orange light, which is clearly drawn frame by frame on every bit of the film. It looks a bit bad, but it doesn't yeah. look. It's not a it's not a deal breaker. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the monsters still look wicked. The pinheads are still there. There's the, you know there's no CG to age in it. If you know what I mean? The practical effects still look great, especially when yeah. they like. All apart, Frank at the end. That looks great, still. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to rewatch Hellraiser soon. I think it's gonna happen. Putting it on the list. High on the list. I got a lot of shit to watch. Sorry, everybody does. Especially now we have a podcast where we make ourselves watch this shit every week. I know it- it's fantastic. All right. So, what is uh, news? I don't. Know, we didn't really. I don't think we can go much further in this. We're not. We're not Laurians. Nah, we're pretty. We're basic bitches, Dan. Like, I don't... Yeah, when I it comes to law, what, especially. Um, you know, there's, like, a whole thing. You've got 35 years or so. I don't know. What we'll would, this, what would you, you like to see Clive Barker do if he retains the rights? Oh, Put you on the spot? I, I, I would probably like to see him sit on it for a little bit and then I don't want something just churned out for the sake of, like, well, I've got it now. Here's this thing. I don't know, maybe. I'd like for him to do, like, imagine he just does his own TV series. <laughs> I would really like, actually, I I haven't read the comics and now that you've spoken a lot about them and I was actually listening to someone else uh, on a different podcast talking very, very deeply about them. They, they share the same passion as you do, so it's really fun to listen to. Um, they were talking about the comics. They've actually, uh, I think, authored some of the comics. Oh, yeah, right. I'm. I'm interested in tracking them down, giving them a read, but if they're as good as everyone's saying they are, maybe an animated series. Yeah, I always find horror dips in animation. Like, you think of what's a horror cartoon you think is good? That's a very valid point. Uh, do you know what I mean? Uh, like, like... Well, I don't know. So, like, the, I don't know, the new Mortal Kombat animated film apparently yeah. is quite good. Yeah, but that but it, it's feel... kind of not, I've seen that. It's kind of not it? horror. That's as gory as hell. It's hilarious. It's more the Mortal Kombat cartoon that just came out recently is just a remake of the Mortal Kombat film. 
Like yes. basically every part of it, apart from like with some added scorpions content in there. And it's good. Oh, yeah, it is Scorpion's Revenge or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't even think of a horror cartoon now that I think about it. I, I, well, Evil Toons is clearly the leader of Evil the horror Toon. cartoon. Or Toon World. You remember that other one? The, oh, with Cool Brad World. Pitt? Cool World with Brad cool Pitt. World. Yep, yeah. Um, yeah, apart from that, I can't think of any horror cartoons, to tell you the truth. Right. I'm going to look into this. I want to know. Horror cartoons. Yeah, I mean, like the start, like Creep Show had cartoons in them, you know, in between the sections. Yes, yes, yes. That's about it, really. But they were really, I think, yeah, I just don't think cartoons are scary. I just don't think they can be. So I just like watching cartoons. I, you know, I'm 35. Oh. I don't give a shit. I'll still watch cartoons. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I will watch a cartoon over any film <laughs> if it comes on. I, I'm a, I love my cartoons. Like, <laughs> Monsters and Robots, cartoons. that's where it's at. Yeah. But yeah, I can't think yeah. of a – I don't think a cartoon would be the best way. Maybe like a, a TV series of the comics would work because it's such a long game story that they could probably do it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they can make – they need to get some of those really super thin – you know, those like the dude who does all the Pan's Labyrinth stuff, you know, that guy that's in, in all the costumes? Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, because he's that super thin. They need to get like someone really thin to do like the the flight, you know, the the skinned people vibe. They could yeah. make that stuff look so good now. It's so it's gross. True. Okay, Ooh. okay, okay. Down oh, man, that. Hellraiser. 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 Bringing it. Hellraiser cartoon. I like. I'd like that. But then again, I'm probably just thinking of like episodes of Scooby Doo in my mind, and you just like insert pinhead to it. I'm like, no, that's probably not what I'm thinking. Is that of. what you want to happen? You just need. Scooby Doo put uh, Pinhead put into Scooby Doo, and that's what you want Clive Barker to use. Is <laughs> right. Yep. Let's come on, Clive Barker. Let's do a Pinhead Scooby Doo. You know what um, they should yeah, do. Know. You know what he should do. What a fucking video game. Oh, like and that's just, an R rating right there. I don't think that would get released here. But just I, I don't know what what could you do? What would your pitch be for a video game? Would you play the Cenobites? Would you play like someone who's finding the box? Because you'd have to play a pretty strange person to even like, or just someone who gets tangled up in it. They have a lot of. Well, there's the rules though. So like, if you are someone who is not, if you've like come across this box and you're not, you know, not right in- mind or body, then they're not going to come and get you because they're out and they don't deem you to be not. I wouldn't say worthy, but they don't deem you to be in need of this. Oh, well, they did with Kirsty um, though. In the first film, like she didn't deserve yeah. it, and they came after well, her because of Frank. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They like, can, can make errors. It. Well, yeah, and I they... think you you could go one of two ways. Like, I think you could find the box and then be sucked into this experience, maybe, or that whole. Because um, I'm not as well versed in it as you are. So, what is the one where they go? There are the people that go to hell and hunt Cenobites. Oh, the team? Yeah. Can't remember what they're called now. Put me on the you spot. Could be a, you could be a Cenobite hunter. Yeah, you, you totally could do that. That's kind of like, that's deep comic lore, as in the stuff, mm. you know, like I would shy away from that. that yeah, kind okay. of stuff. You know what I mean? That's when it was kind Was of getting a little, a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> it was getting a bit ham-fisted, a bit clunky. Um, but that's cool. You could have them. That's, oh, what are they called? The... I've, I've forgotten now. They're like the scavengers or something like that. I can't remember what they're called. I couldn't uh, even tell you. And I've heard a lot about it in the last week. So, yeah. 
But um, no, I, 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 they could go the way of something like, something like not Silent Hill or like uh, The Evil Within where you play a kind of a fucked person but you don't realise you're a fucked person. Like your character okay. doesn't, you know, like in Silent Hill, like you played the main guy and in the end he was the fuckhead. Like... I don't remember that. In case you don't know. Well, it was like, wasn't it? He was always looking for his kid, and then in the end, he was the one who killed his kid or something like that. Like, he just lost it. Poor. Is this, this isn't Silent Hill. Yeah. Is that Silent Hill? I fucking, I've never. Yeah, like, and like, and like the nurses and all that was like his perverseness. It was like directly who you are affects what was coming after you. Pinhead was like, uh, he's a, he's not Pinhead. Um, Pyramid Head was his like his his uh, sexuality that he was keeping to himself and stuff like that. Uh, just not sexuality. Like, also, I I can't remember exactly, but it, all the monsters that are attacking in Silent Hill are metaphors created by the person who they're after. I, I see. That's why it never worked for some of the Silent Hills that the nurses were in the uh, the next ones on because they were made up for him. I'm just like, okay. uh, you know, that doesn't work, you know, in the law. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. See, I've never played Silent Hill. Just never got round to it. Kind of like Resident Evil. I've only just gotten around to it now that they're remastering them. Oh, man, and Village looks great. Right, they announced that. In, yes. In the EA thing. So, which is like, well, I reckon they fully should have done because they, you know, they remade Resident Evil 2, they remade Resident Evil 3 recently. Mm-hmm. And yes. then they were coming up to Resident Evil 4, which doesn't really need a remake. Like, you know, the only thing it'll be adding to it is better graphics because it was kind of the one that, you know, paved the way into what they are now. So yeah. instead of that, they've gone and done 7. Is it 7 or 8? Village. Mm. It's 8. They're 8. Um, yeah. And they have... So in it's called Village because you go to a village in this one. You play the protagonist from Resident Evil Seven, but mm. that was the storyline of Four. You went to a village and the people were all you know stuffed up, but they weren't zombies. And uh, that's happening in this, and it works perfectly. So they've just gone instead of making Four, we've just made this new game, which is basically a homage to Four. And like that's the okay. the best way they could have done it, and they've really done. It. I think that's so good of them. Sure. And also, now they don't have to make six and fucking five and all those shit ones that were crap. Well, now they're, they're, they're broken off and they can do their own thing from now. Like, yeah, okay. But still. Very interesting. Yeah. And yeah. it's horror. I'll, I'll give it a play. I'll give it a play. Uh, I did yeah. start playing three recently, but then I realized I got about ten minutes in. And I'm like, mm, this just feels too much like two. I'll come back to it. Well, the problem with three in real life, uh, as in the original, is it was just like two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just another game. But I'd also literally just come off of like sinking all my time into Doom Eternal, so it was very different. Good, good call. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good use of time. One. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so second news story. Man, for, right. for me, just about to say there was nothing to talk about, I just went on and on and on. <laughs> I know. That's fine. That's what I love. My bladder loves it too. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. No, that's fine. Um, okay, so Stephen King um, unveiled his best unused idea. Uh, he did He did so on Twitter the other day. Again, a lot of Twitter. Uh, Friday the 13th, but from Jason's point of view. 
So not um, a PO view as in a, a literal PO view. So it's the whole film isn't just from his eyes, <laughs> like no, a first person no. shooter killer. No, this is this is uh, from the Jason, you know, killed over and over again at Camp Crystal Lake. What a hellish existential fate. Oh, it could be more um, also starting from him being a kid and working up through that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's it's meant to be a first person narrative. I think he was called. I think he called it uh, I Jason. So that's you know, it's very I hate very that interesting. Name. I, hate, like, I Jason. I it does not I vampire. Well. What? Yeah. It doesn't sit well f- with me. Um, it could yeah, just be so called Jason. It could. I think that's way better. Get rid of the I, just Jason. Yeah. I mean, they had like, and they were, because this, this is following along, like, stories have been doing this recently where the, from the villain's point of view, so stuff like Joker that came out recently and um, stuff like that. So, yeah, this could work. Um, could. I don't, um, it's going to so- be a bit harder, though, in the fact he doesn't talk. No, but I think that could be well, I mean Stephen King's writing it. It's 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 interesting. So what he says is like the best novel idea I never wrote and probably never will is I Jason. The first person narrative of Jason Voorhees and his hellish fate killed over and over again at Camp Crystal Lake. What a hellish existential fate. Mm. Um and then of course there's a whole heap of people that that were tweeting at him, like 7,000 people tweeting at him. And then he Comes back. I think there was there was a lot. Like I did see it pop up before all this was uh, part of the news because uh, I follow him, and a lot of people were behind it, and a lot of people were not behind it. So, and then he's just said, oh, "Thinking about the legal thicket one would have to go through to get permission makes my headache and my heart that too." But gosh, couldn't someone tell Jason's side of the story? He could just not call him Jason. It's true. He could tell it from a completely different character's point of view. It doesn't have to be Jason. No one would care. No, no one will care. I mean, I'm sure there'd be some legalities if he was like some, you know, masked fiend at a camp by a lake killing people. But again, that's so many different slashes. Like I was, I got a book recently and it was called, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was a, it was called Slasher Crasher. It was basically like, um, Halloween, but the two girls were the main protagonists, and they fucked up this guy who escaped from a mental hospital. All right. Um. So you know, you there there are ways, there are loopholes, and he's got the money to to make all these loopholes pretty big. The thing is, I keep thinking this is a film, but it's not. He's talking about a novel, no. which would work. Uh, you know, first person narrative. Like, yeah, I this probably would work as a novel. As a film, it would be a lot harder. You know what I mean? Like someone was saying, and I think a lot of people, and I kind of wish I'd have looked this up um, instead of going, yeah, yeah, you, you people and your internet complaining, that's fine. Um, apparently, there is a film like this that does exist. No, um, but what? it's not. It's not like the he him dying over and over again at Camp Crystal Lake. It is a film from the perspective of Jason Voorhees. So, um. Something does exist. Well, I can track it down. I'll track it up on the Facebook and everyone can, we can all have a chat about it there. That would be great. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, Stephen King doing it, I feel that it would be very interesting, but I, it just won't happen. It'll be too long as well. It, it might be, be a no, novella. It'll be like, uh, like the, um, the Mist. Thing like that be. that he did. Like, yeah, nice short one. I like mm. The Mist. 
Film and it's novel. Good. And, good. and Half-Life. And remake. I don't know. I haven't so seen the, the remake. We all know that Half-Life is based on The Mist, don't we? I don't. Video I've game? never played Half-Life. Oh. Yeah, so Black Mesa is where The Mist is coming from. Ah. Oh. So when, when Gordon Freeman starts up the experiment, that's what happens in the mist. That's what's coming down from the mountain. Remember they mentioned like a, an army base at the top of the mountain? That's Black Mesa. Yeah. Ah, okay. And the yeah, monster I'm... that attacks him in the fog is the exact monsters that are in Half-Life. Well, shit. See, I'm not well-versed in many video games. There's, there's very few video games that I play. The ones that I do, I get really into. But, yeah, this, that, well, that's very interesting. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, as well? Something I've learnt today. Oh, <laughs> right. So, so yeah. So we never worked out what we were going to watch this week for our homework. No, I kind of, I'm feeling, feeling the burning might be a, I've got a burning feeling that we should check out the burning. The and burning. I say this because it is a slasher. It's an early 80s slasher and it stars a very young Jason Alexander. Oh, yeah, I'm oh, just writing yeah. it down now. The Burning. <laughs> the Burning. Here is The Burning. I think it was like 1981 or 1982. When you just search for V because you didn't control V good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Um, um, oh, hang on. The Burning. Was this the one I was talking about the other day? That I said. Yes. So. When we both watched the that um, '80s documentary, yeah. the '80s horror doc, um, which we've never spoken about this documentary, and it, it is really good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, for four hours, I sat and watched the whole thing in one sitting. Not a problem. Um, I felt that they focused too much on franchise films rather than some of the other like deep cut films. And but one of the films that they did mention was The Burning, and then you and I started talking about that in the shop, and I think. Then we started talking. We're like, oh, which is the one that had Jason Alexander? It's The Burning. Yeah. So if people don't know Jason Alexander, it's George Costanza. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have and you got yeah. a computer in front of you? Can, can you just write The Burning into Google? And if you, you know how it comes up on the side, on the right hand side with like, you know, the film and it shows you all about it and shows you the cast. Yeah. The girl, it's on the very left hand side, like Carrick Glenn. She has okay. the longest neck in history. <laughs> I have a really bad photo of her and it just looks like a neck coming out from the bottom. Oh, my Lord. Oh, good. Oh. Can you post that on the Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh such honey. A ba- that's such a no, bad. That's, that's a bad shot. Carrick. The, the longest Glenn. neck. Um, oh, and yeah. So the burning next week. That's yes, good. The burning. And then that means that we're getting back into some 80s because, like I say, I've been watching a lot of new films and they've all been super disappointing. Oh. Got to get back. We need to get back, back to the, the good the good vibes, the goodness. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes, so please. A little bit of housekeeping now. So um, we have been Terrorvision uh, Horror Podcast. You can catch us on all streaming services out there all around the globe. So, mm-hmm. You know, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, all those other ones as well. We're on all of them. We also have a YouTube channel. So uh, go search Terrorvision Horror Podcast over on the YouTube and you'll find us there. We have an Instagram, which is at Terrorvision Pod. You can find us there. We also have an email. If you want to you know, send us an email, tell us like, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, or how much you love us. We're uh, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. I know, and it's very, very professional to have a Gmail <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these right. days. Um, well, it's better than a hotmail. 
me myself, a little bit of housekeeping myself. Uh, I also do a video game podcast with a bunch of other people um, over on YouTube called Hack the Dino. So if you, it's a video though, so a bit of VOD, video on demand. So go over there if you like video games, if you like hearing my voice, if you want to see what I look like. Um, I also do that with Ben Rosenthal, with Foppy Starrick and Braden Dixon. So go over there, sub to us, like us. And also, if if you're here, please, if you're listening to us on any of the podcast services, please drop us a review, give us a star rating, or even just comment. It helps us out so much. We would massively, massively appreciate it. Jennifer, Definitely. what do you want to housekeep? Um, check us out on Facebook as well. So we do have a Facebook, Terrorvision Horror Podcast, also Terrorvi- at Terrorvision Pod. Uh, we try and keep everything very similar. Um, so some, some likes and follows would be fantastic. Please interact with us as well. Like we do have so far, everyone on our page are fantastic and they interact with us on everything. They tell us what they like, they tell us what they don't like, and they interact with each other. And my mum interacts as well, which is like really great. I love my mum. Um, but yeah, so please do that. Um, we'd love to see more people jump on board. So if you know anyone who is into it and you're following us, please share it, share the love, get more people involved. Um you can also follow my terrible, terrible dumpster fire of a page, uh, Trailer Trash Re- Review. It is on Instagram and Facebook when I have finished having an existential crisis about what the hell I'm trying to do with my life and this page. We'll get back up on board. But, hey, you can show some some support right now. Mm. Yeah. So we have been Terrorvision Horror Podcast. This has been Episode 7. Check us out uh, next Tuesday. And until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.